Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast run by food items. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, the Caesar Salad who runs the game, and I'm joined, as always, by my friends and appetizers. We have Daniel, the pizza eater of the show. Mamma Mia, it's a Mia. Daniel, the pizza eater. Let's a go. <laughs> it oh, has that, to be deadpan. That was that was wonderful, Daniel. So much energy and excitement for pizza. I that's why we that's why we know you, it's pizza boy. Yep, that's that's what they call me, pepperoni boy. Ever since middle school. Yeah, yeah and that has nothing to do with pizza. Anyway, we have Janelle here as well, and uh, she's a she's a chocolate girl. She eats a lot of chocolate to ward off the dementors that are swarming around her right now. Yeah, it's my my last happiness is in this chocolate, and I've got to power up so I can do my uh all the oh my god all my smell my oh god. <laughs> I know how you feel, Janelle. If I if I had to record next to Daniel, I would be eating a lot of chocolate too. <laughs> oh no. Expellerol. I can't say. I can't talk. So I'm giving up. Me and my chocolate are going to go in the corner, and we're going to have a we're going to have a good sit and eat. Yeah, go, go enjoy your chocolate. Well, anyway, uh, Nate's here as well, um, and he's not much of a food guy. He likes to eat those little lemon juice and mustard packets that you can find at like coffee shops. It's efficiency. And that's not a that's not a joke. He actually does that. It's efficiency, after all. Those that eat sweet foods are just disgusting. It's all about efficiency and delicious <laughs> foods in general. I, yeah, uh-huh. Tell me more, Nate. <laughs> you see, uh, simple carbs just go straight to your thighs. I prefer things that actually contain some form of uh, non-thigh-increasing substances. Yeah? Want to say anything else? Want to dig your hole a little bit deeper? For those of you who like sugar, I'm sorry. I offer you my condolences in this okay, situation. Okay, well, here, let's move on before Nate you're just wrong. our entire audience. No, <laughs> Nate, go eat your lemon packets. Anyway, Joel's here too, but honestly, he he just doesn't eat at all. Like, I think, yeah, Joel, when's the last time you ate? Oh, man. I uh, really like, call I, I want to attach a food item to you, but I, I can't. Like, I'm lost. This introduction just... It was so hard to do. Yeah, well, I mean, if you really, really want to attach a food item to me, it could always be like grass or something. I don't know. I don't really know what people eat nowadays. Now you mean like something something uh, from the earth or something boring? Yeah. <laughs> uh, potato. <laughs> no, not potatoes. Hmm. Beans? Hemlock. No. Yeah, hemlock. Yeah, hemlock, yeah. Yep, Joel, Joel's our hemlock boy. I fully advocate the eating of hemlock. Oh my no. gosh. No. 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 All, the, all, all the little the children podcast. listening to this show, go eat some hemlock. It's good for you. No. <laughs> no, you can't say We're going to have to cut all of that. Uh, <laughs> Did you know you can use in case you run out of sugar? What was it? Antifreeze? No. No. <laughs> Applied engineering does not promote the eating of toxic chemicals and foods. Lead okay, acetate well, now, now, you can use instead of sugar. Stop. <laughs> okay, well, now, now that AJ made the disclaimer, we can keep it in the episode. So, And finally, we have AJ, who just guzzled a bottle of ranch in front of me. Like, it was full a minute ago, and now it's not. Wait, way to go, AJ. Good job. Yeah, no, I'm... Um... 
I, I'm just getting my basic food groups in, uh, like Nate over there. It's 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 got vegetables in it. It's it's got you know it's oils. You need oils for your body. And, it's got your and, four your four basic food groups: beans, bacon, whiskey, and lard. I think uh, some of that's in the the ranch. I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so since I'm out of it and I can't go to the store till tomorrow, I'm actually just going to go to the fridge real quick, and I'm going to get some milk, uh, some starch, a little bit of some carrot. And then uh, just uh, throw in a, a, a boil, some boiling water and just kind of shake that up in the bottle just to kind of get me a little bit more to go for, yeah. for tomorrow. It's basically my homebrew for, for ranch. Delicious. AJ, wonderful. I'm glad that we were here to share this wonderful moment. Me too. I think it's, I think it's made us bond uh, closer as a, as a family. No, it hasn't. Anyway, how are the rest <laughs> of you guys doing? What did you say you were adding? You know that it looks like ranch actually does have milk in it. I just made that up. I didn't know. Mayonnaise, sour cream, milk. I don't like sour cream. Well, I guess I do. Well, I apparently know. you do. Ha <laughs> Yes, you My do. My life is a lie. Uh, dill, parsley, chives, onion, garlic, salt, pepper, lemon. There you go. Everybody got a little bit of something in there that they like. Ooh, Nate. <laughs> Nate, looks like you're on the ranch train. Yes, I have. To Hidden Drinks Valley. from a bottle of ranch before. <laughs> uh, we live in the Midwest, and you were here for quite a while, so who hasn't? Fair enough, fair enough. I get my ranch in a carton. <laughs> I put one of those sippy cup tops on the top, you know? Ah, good, yes. <laughs> I'm glad your time spent here in Indiana taught you well. <laughs> I don't want to spill it on the floor. It's worse than milk. I mean, honestly, I'm going to... I had a Caesar salad earlier today, so I feel healthy. Mm. So I mm-hmm. think for dinner, after we're done recording tonight, I am going to stick a pizza in the oven and cook it and then dip it in ranch. And I'm not kidding. I'm going to use ranch as a dipping sauce for my pizza. Yeah. Because that is, that is the best. It is. It really that is. That is Midwest. So it also explains my weight gain over the last few years. But you know what? Mm. I'm not going to think about that. I never liked ranch and pizza together. Makes the pizza soggy. Nate, this is why we kicked you out and you had to go to California. I prefer kale <laughs> yeah. as my dipping sauce. Go, go to California, eat your kale, have your avocado toast, your weird freaking California sushi rolls. Hey, don't yeah. like the sushi rolls. Hey, guys, I've got a question. So, like, what's the thing? You know that avocado toast? If you remove the avocados, what's that thing called? Like, burnt bread? Uh, toast? Something like that. Toast. What? Most people people call it toast, and guess what? It's been around for a thousand years, Nate. Yeah, toast. It was the hottest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> okay, on that note, I just want to get this episode going. So yeah, I guess we're before we dive right in, I'm going to give us a quick recap and, and get then Daniel we'll wet into the action. Oh my God, AJ! I'm going to give us a quick recap, and then we're going to get into the episode. Give me drenched. Josh, please go. I, I, really, I, I really want to edit in a uh, a Discord log off sound there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm going to go. So last episode, you guys emerged from the ruins underneath Brempton into the dungeons beneath Lady Hecate's keep. Uh, and you met up with Stephen and Richard the guards who had been posted by Lady Hecate around noon that day, which was way, way, way earlier than anything you guys had done. So it seems her foresight had allowed her to post guards down there for you. 
But shortly after this, you had a meeting with Lady Hecate. You kind of gave her some more information and she gave you some kind of ideas that she was having. And you guys all came up with a plan to lure a certain Mr. Smills away from his home, as well as taking a certain Gregory the Guard out of the question so that you could search Mr. Smell's home to see if there was any proof beyond a doubt that he was at least involved with these disappearances and explosions. So we're going to jump into our action right after you guys finish a long rest. Oh, finally. (laughs) So you guys were led to some special rooms kind of off to the, off to the side kind of like some guest rooms that haven't been visited in a long time. And you were given clean sheets, some fresh food. Uh, Lady Hecate visited and shared some snacks with you. Uh, There's a lot of chocolate passed around. But you were able to rest and relax and then wake up the next morning and hunker down until about 5 o'clock at night. So you guys do basically have a whole day where you are confined to a specific area of Lady Hecate's fortress or cat, sorry, Lady Hecate's castle. So what what are you kind of going to do? Like, what's your plan when you have like 12 hours to prepare? Uh, either the night before the sleep or in the morning, assuming that she can find like a little bit I don't know are we all in the same room or are we in separate rooms uh it's two rooms shared between all of you I think Vez and Jasper have been assigned one room and all the other guys and Tuo are stuffed in the smaller room <laughs> well they can have the bigger room I don't care well um, no that's that's what Lady Hecate assigns oh okay hmm. um you must respect the lady's honor <laughs> she just kind of smiles at her and it's like um Jasper's okay because he doesn't have a penis <laughs> keeping thoughts um, I have a piston <laughs> no um, that's awful so seeing as Jasper doesn't sleep but he normally minds his own business um Vez will take some time to write a letter back to her family at the monastery monast yeah anyways and kind of explain what's going on and go ahead and try to get it sent before this adventure because uh she's really not sure that they're gonna survive this and she just kind of wants to let them know what happened that's actually a really cool idea yeah so if you guys can think of like backstory related stuff that's really cool janelle you know what janelle take an inspiration I really liked how your first thought was to delve into your backstory and like kind of move that along as well as the main story. So I think I think you deserve a little boost because God's know he'll need it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's got her fly cloak on and her inspiration to try to help her not die. But we'll see. She's really good at dying or passing out. But yeah, she gets that scent somehow. Yeah, you can probably you can probably hand it off to Stephen or Richard, and they can get it put into the mail. Oh, I know what Theo does. He will uh, at the end of the night will 
ask uh, Lady Hecate just before uh, she sees him off to bed, etc., uh, offering the uh, iron bands of binding, and, and ask, "Are you, are you sure you, you won't need this uh, just in case they make a move or something?" The the the, the code phrase is Veda. No, it's it, it's okay, Theo. I I can bind any man, and she winks at him. Oh. Uh, uh, cool. My, ma- my magical powers are very hard to overcome. That's good to know. Um, and he gets all pink, and he's blushing. She 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 rests her hand on his shoulder and says, "Shouldn't you be getting to bed, Fio?" <laughs> yep. No, for sure, for sure. Uh, night, good night. Uh, thank you, Lady Hickety Bye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and she 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 just left, looking a little annoyed. Oh, oh okay. Good good night, Fio. Thanks, bye. <laughs> oh my god, Fio. <laughs> uh, he gets back to the room and he'll either, if there's enough beds, he'll flop onto the bed. If not, he'll just throw his stuff down and lay on top of it. Definitely, definitely so, the second option. Exactly. So he, he's he's just so tired and he just flops onto the floor after he gets his snacks and everything. And Tio curls up next to him and he just sleeps for the longest time. Yeah, and I, I think Master the Cat hops up on Fio as well and curls up and warmed by Fio's immense body heat, he purrs and falls asleep with uh, <laughs> you, and, you and Duo. That's great. Jasper's just thinking of all the plans that he could do. Saying they're preparing. He's okay with any outcome that honestly comes through. So yeah, he, he just sits in the corner and stares at his uh, fellow adventurers all night. That would just be me, so let's not. <laughs> okay, yeah. So yeah, so Jasper just sits down in the corner and just stares at Vez all night. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is when you find out he actually has, you know, instead of the green in his eyes at night, it turns blood red like spotlights and begins shining, scanning everything nonstop with like this grid pattern. Just. Scary. Jasper, can you close your eyes, please? Something. No, what Jasper would really do is he'd be sitting there facing the wall, actually backwards, meditating. Okay, he's got counting the grains on the wood, something like that. Something to occupy his mind. No, he's just sitting there thinking about Priscilla. He doesn't like when people look at his face while he thinks about her. Okay. Do Does Lady Hecate have any kind of like... Well, I guess two questions. One, does she have an armory? And B, is she willing to part with any weapons? You're not able to access that. Remember, you have to stay confined to a select number of rooms to stay out of sight. Okay. Remember, she's trying to keep you away from like public notice for a bit. Okay, well, forget that part then. Um, no, no, it's okay. It's worth asking. Um, okay, so I think... What Gunner does is I think he I think he sits, he finds like a nice open area that's kind of away from everyone else. I mean, maybe there's not a whole lot of rooms he can go to, but maybe there's like a, a large corner of an open room. And he uh, he does some sword play and he does some acrobatics practice, but uh, he has his uh, wooden fox mask propped up, like on a chair by the wall. It seems like after he does certain routines, he like talks to it, like he's trying to discuss with the with the mask, like what he's doing. That's kind of cool. I like that. 
yeah so he he does that for a couple hours then he gets tuckered out then he takes a long nap uh then he goes and specifically tries and annoys Fio. uh and then and then he takes another nap <laughs> all right so now aegon yeah, i think aegon's just taking this time to cool off and everything probably set his pack down and he's going back through it and taking inventory, seeing if he lost anything, uh, reorganizing it so that uh, anything he might need will be well within reach. And once he's completed that, I think he'll pull out his new uh, packed tome, his, his holy, his old holy book that has been given new power by his, by the, his connection with his uh, deity. And he'll uh, begin reading that to prepare himself for the coming day. All right. Sounds good. So all of you take some time and you relax, prepare yourselves, and then you wait. And time goes by. The thunderstorm outside has not ceased at all. In fact, it only seems like it's gotten worse. It feels like instead of rain hitting the windows, it's almost like someone is continuously splashing buckets against it Um, but around five o'clock there's some knocks at your doors and uh, Vez and Jasper uh, look out to see Steven and the others look out to see Richard and they're both gesturing to take you guys silently down into the dungeon so you can get into the tunnels Uh, I will specify that Fergus is not with you anymore he kind of sulked away after your meeting with Lady Hecate he didn't seem like he was very interested in hanging out with you guys anymore. Oh, oh, Fergie. I mean, he could have stayed with you guys, but you guys were kind of mean to him, so. He would have probably died, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Prob- I was, was going to say, I'd. Well, Vez was mean to him. So was Jasper. Jasper said some really mean things. Yeah, but I also talked about mathematics, a great joy of his for hours. Ah, fair enough, you did. No, Vez was just mean because he annoyed her and also she didn't want him to die on their hands (laughs) (laughs) yeah fair enough she it was kind of her motherly instinct she was like i'm gonna be mean because i care for his safety not because i'm a bad person yes mostly (laughs) mostly she's She's a little bit of a bad person yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so yeah steven and richard uh, take you back down through the dungeons and into that specific prison cell and uh, you guys slip through the magical illusion in the floor to get down and Richard says hey, b- b- by the way uh, g- good luck um, hope you guys come back um, hey, uh, when uh, when you get back there's uh, something I really really need to talk to you about oh boy. of course Richard I, I would be happy to help you yeah, I, I, it's you see it. It all, it all started back when. Oh, okay, Rich, that's that's cool. That's cool. And, and Steve kind of pushes him aside. <laughs> yeah, save it for later. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you guys stay safe. All right, we'll be we'll be cheering for you. Roger that. Okay, I don't, I don't know who Roger is, but um, I'm sure he's cool. Yes, oh. it's uh, it used to, used to be my pet, Roger. It's a gerbil. Oh, 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 really? Gerbil, huh? I've never owned a gerbil. Hmm. Well, you know, maybe, uh, maybe uh, Morag. I mean, sorry, me, maybe me and Bern- Bernadette will get one. <laughs> uh, whatever. I, I, don't, I don't have to 
play charade around you guys. Maybe, maybe Morag and I will get one when you come back up. That would cool. be nice. Maybe we could come and visit. Yeah, that, that'd be great. This definitely isn't setting up any flags. Yeah. <laughs> They're all gonna die. I'm so sorry. Yeah, take care. They are? Uh, or we are. Either way, we're never visiting again, obviously, because somebody's gonna be dead. The actual solution is that actually the planet just explodes as soon as you say goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, we'll see. I mean, Lady Hecate's meeting with Smills, so if he is the bad guy, you never know. Ooh. Or if he's not a bad guy, then things would be cool. He doesn't have the guts to kill uh, Marchioness in, in the palace. Je- Hopefully he's not powerful enough to do that, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, he's a lawyer. Lawyers have a lot of power. <laughs> in the right context, but not always. Have you, have you ever watched eight, like any gameplays of Ace Attorney, Chanel? Yeah, he's got Lawyers a point. have some really cool powers they can use. Uh, mm. Yeah, they, they can all shoot lightning bolts. Shout out to any uh, lawyer wizards listening to the podcast. We see you. We yeah. recognize you. Lizards, as they like Please to don't be hurt called. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so you guys uh, duck down into the the tunnels, and you begin your trek towards where you've estimated Mr. Smills' home to be. So now I am going to have to have you guys make a navigation check of some kind. So why don't you guys give me a wisdom skill check using the survival skill to, one, kind of plot your route, and two, avoid any areas that you've had encounters before. I got a 12. 14. 18. 21. Whoa. Look at you. Yeah, Fia knows a thing or two about survival. (laughs) (laughs) 20. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you guys do great. So as you're making your way through the tunnels, the flooding is getting worse and worse. The water is like ankle deep now. And as you walk through, you kind of walk, uh, twist and turn your way through the pathways. Some you've seen, some you haven't seen before. Uh, you come across the uh, dead rats that you had just completely annihilated uh, a day ago. And nothing's changed except now the water is way way deeper they are completely soaked it's kind of disgusting actually oh i can't imagine that that situation is good or that it smells anything near pleasant no it it actually probably smells pretty bad (laughs) you have to cover your face with rags as you walk by but you're able to navigate your way so that you don't get too near the area under the tavern and there's a moment where you hear some splashing up ahead and you stop and way ahead you can see some glowing rats make their way through an intersection a couple hundred feet ahead of you but you hang back so that they don't see you and finally you get to a small marble chamber with a uh, trap door in the ceiling up ahead that you believe is under Mr. Smells's home. Ooh. Well, this is it. This is when we break in. 
steal all the goody. I mean, find <laughs> the evidence we were looking for. Uh, that's a that's actually a good question. Did we actually hear from Lady Hecate what she wants us to do with evidence? Like, does she want us to take it with us to bring it to her, or is it just more of like we know where it is, so when we tell them to go search for it, they can find it? Well, it's up to you because I I know I didn't narrate it, but Master the Cat is with you. Okay, gotcha. So we'll show Shit, her just, the evidence. Sorry, give me a second. I actually deleted his token instead of copying it. Like <laughs> I oh my god, give me a second. Oh no. oh no. You can't control Z. Let me let me see if I can. Yes hey, I can. Hey, there it is. Hey. Okay. So yeah, you guys do have Master the Cat with you, but Lady Hecate will be distracted. Because she'll be meeting with smells. So you don't know if his he's actually gonna be much help. I think if it's anything small that may not be particularly missed right away we may take it with us but if not everybody just try to take the best notes that you can okay and try not to touch too much because if we can't put it back exactly that could lead to further problems everybody looks to Theo (laughs) 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 Theo uh, drops the uh, a uh, sculpture he was holding that he found in the ruins and it just shatters on the floor. I, I, I wasn't, I, it's not, I didn't do, Tuo, what the heck? Tuo, come on, I said fetch, not steal. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Bad dog. I there's think, so there's yeah. so much that doesn't track there that it's perfect. I think Vez actually laughs at that. She's nervous. And very scared, but she's trying to kind of soak in these last moments, whether or not you guys know that she's doing that. Oh, goodness. Shall we go up? Do you want to boost? I think so. Let's up, do up. it. Up. All right. <laughs> up, up, up. Are we rolling again, Josh? Um, no, you, you guys can actually do it because I did specify that it is a trap door, which is kind of weird, first of all. No one's supposed to know about these ruins, but there is a literal trap door built into him. Um, but no, you're able to... Actually, you know what? I'm trying, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if I should give you a roll or not. I mean, would there be a ladder? Would he just drop down? Or No, there's no ladder, but I think since you guys can see where it is, I think you could probably easily boost someone up and tie a rope and climb up. Cool. Well, then hop up. I think I think maybe I'll have Not you uh, make a check to tie the knot, though. Oh God, what is that? <laughs> That's a dexterity check made with uh, intelligence, because it's a sleight of hand with intelligence. Um, I got this. I'm so sorry. Bez, you're gonna boost uh, Fio up, and he'll tie the knot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let let her get right on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ten. Okay, I, I'd say that's good enough. Oh, thank God. <laughs> any, literally any lower, and your ally would have fallen 10 feet and taken damage. And um, died. So, well, you guys took a long rest, so AJ, that's not how the game works. You would have died, Janelle. It would have been okay. You'd have just floated away down the little river. Oh, no. Imagine if Fia were to fall <laughs> from a height, <laughs> which would cause damage. 
how no, he's, horrible that would be. He's not that clumsy oh. or, or buffoonish enough to fall down such a height. Right. Normally, he's just buffoonish enough to throw his allies down from such a height. Yeah, but right. he's fine. So, <laughs> so Theo boosts Vez up, and he doesn't throw her, and she's able to tie a knot um, to some of the structure around the, the trap door. She looks around, uh, making sure that it looks empty at least. Well, you haven't gone through the trap door yet. And, well, I guess she'll very... Well, before she opens it, she's going to attempt to check for traps. Okay, give me a perception check. Hmm, that one actually... 19. 19, okay. So as you're looking at the trap door, you actually do see a pin set in the side, and it looks like it's attached to a line that heads through a small gap in the trap door to the room above. So it looks like opening the trap door will pull the pin out and activate whatever trap is on the other side. So already, the trap door to the lower level of the house is trapped. It's a literal trap door. Oh my <laughs> trap god. Door. Yeah, it is a trap door. That's great. I Damn. love this. Who, who would have seen it come? Um, is anyone good at undoing traps? Because the trapdoor is trapped. Oh. Uh, 2-0 makes a very surprised bark. Uh, yeah, right, bud. And, uh, Ma- Master the Cat just... Uh, I think Master the Cat is sitting on 2-0's back because he wants to stay out of the water, and he similarly makes a very surprised look. <laughs> what? Would any kind of proficiency in thieves' tools help me in this scenario? Yeah, you could try to disable the trap from from your side. But it seems like it'll be more difficult than normal because you're disabling it from the other side, though. Oh, well, in that case, uh, Aegon says, Perhaps I can give you a hand, Gunner. And he will cast Guidance on Gunner. Ooh, yes. Ooh. So you're going to give him some divine, like, foresight. Yes. Okay, so maybe Gunner sees some some visions into the future that like tell him where to move his fingers and hands. Mm, good, good, good. Okay. Um now is this just so I have proficiency with thieves tools, but I'm not proficient with sleight of hand. Do I still apply my proficiency bonus? Cuz I'm proficient in the tools. Let me look it up real quick, because from what I understand, proficiency in the tools lets you use them, but not, um, let's see. Good old zannies. Okay, so the way the way I'm going to rule this, Daniel, uh, I looked it up really quick. Um, at least for now... I'm going to rule that since you are proficient with these tools, you can add your proficiency bonus to your sleight of hand check. Yay. No, if that that is incorrect, I couldn't find anything about it. Listener, we did cut some of this out because I was searching. Uh, But I think just having that proficiency gives you that proficiency bonus. Yay. I'll take it. Normally, you wouldn't have proficiency with sleight of hand, but... You do in this case specifically because you're using your thieves tools, which you do have proficiency with. Yeah. Okay, that helps a lot. Yeah, 
And if that gets retconned, I will downgrade you by a level. <laughs> so. Oh, man. <laughs> so we'll gonna... see. Uh, li- so listeners, listeners, write in and let us know if that is the correct ruling or not. Yeah, and then, listeners, you can look forward to pictures on our social media of me beating Josh's car with a baseball bat as a result of that. Um, all right, so I'm assuming Fia will boost me up then. I'll just go, okay, here we go. And he'll squat down and lace his fingers and go, all right, hop up. Now, so Joel, with guidance, I add a D4. Yes, one D4. Skill track, right? Yes. Okay. Okay, so that ends up being pretty good. So that's 20? Yeah, 20 exactly. So what you're able to do is you're able to pull this pin out and you keep the line it's attached to taut and you fix the pin into the woodwork so that it keeps the like the trap active but you're no longer going to activate it by opening up the trap door. Whew. So now you can open the door without a problem. Yeah, so gu- Gunner's going to open it up and take a peek It's locked. Great. Now, wait a minute. How was I able to get the thing out if it was... Oh, because the because the pin is set on your side of the trap. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Okay. Um, Gunner would like to try and pick the lock. Okay, give me a uh, sleight of hand check with dexterity. Okay, that is a... Um, 16. Okay. So you hear a click and you're able to turn the, the lock and you push the trap door open. Good job, Gunner. All right, now Gunner wants to take a peek sees. Okay. So yeah, you come up uh, through the trap door and you're in a basement. Any, do I, do I see anything surprising immediately when I look around the, the room? Um, You do look over at the, sorry. So when you come up, you look over at the that line that the trap was uh, connected to, and you see the wire goes up the wall, and you see there is actually something that you didn't expect to see. There is a musket, a firearm, a gunpowder weapon aimed right at the trap door attached to the oh. line. So if you had pushed open the trap door without disabling the trap, the musket would have fired a bullet at you and made a lot of noise. And it would have done a decent amount of damage because it's, it's, it's a gun. It's a gun, yeah. <laughs> Ow. Um, but, besides, says- but besides that, the basement seems like it's, it's packed with barrels and crates holding like food stuff, stuff people would normally store in their basements. But... You smell, and it smells like everything down here is rotten. None of this, oh. like none of this food, is good, and none of this food has been touched in a very long time. Like short enough time that it's still rotting, but long enough that it still smells. That it still smells. <laughs> oh my god! You had to do it. <laughs> I had to legal, uh, legally. I had to. Um, yes, of, of course. Uh, so Gunner's going to whisper down. Okay, so uh, I apparently we almost would have been shot by a gun. So a, a that what? sucks. 
But you, you'll see when we get up. And Gunner is going to... Um, well, I, Gunner's just going to climb on up, and then he's going to encourage everybody to use the rope to try and get on up, and he'll sort of assist with his hand as needed. Yeah, I think I think Theo would just be helping with the boosts the entire time. He'll probably okay, get the well, last if, one up. If Theo's helping with the boosts, I think we can skip the the rolls. Cool. Yeah, so, he'll be the last one up. Yeah, with Theo's help, you guys are able to all get up into the basement. Woo! Yay, Gunner Theo for the win. Um, can we take the gun? Um, if you can disable the the trap, yeah. Uh, I don't I don't want to risk it. Well, I mean, you could try to stand to the side so if it goes off, no one's hit. Well, but the the problem is that there might be other people or things here, and or somebody outside. So like on the way on out. The, on the way out, I I would not well, here, put it past here. Gunner to try I, it. I I think. It'd be very easy to deactivate because all you would have to do is slowly release the hammer. Would Gunner know this? Yes, because you, uh, firearms are incredibly rare, but not unknown. So actually, actually somebody yeah, lived he, in the big city, and he was shot at, wasn't he? By crossbows. Who? By crossbows. Oh, by crossbows. Just um, here, actually, yeah. Since this hasn't been addressed yet. Um, I, we don't know if Gunner has actually seen a gun before, so why don't you give me a, just an intelligence check uh, with history? Okie dokie. That's a seven. <laughs> okay, Gunner has no fucking clue what this thing is. So... <laughs> he knows what it is, but he has no idea how it works. As far as he knows, it's a magical crossbow that makes a big boom. Damn. Wish I was an artificer. It's like, so it's the only one who knows what it is is probably going to be Jasper. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't have to fixate this much on the gun. Like, that's, that's not really why we're here. No, it's not. But it's a good thing to note. Is this in his home? Yeah, it's in the basement. Mm-hmm. So if we steal his gun, he's going to know that someone was there. True, but we'd have a gun, so. Sorry, Jasper looks and goes, you mean the boomstick? <laughs> <laughs> this is my boomstick! boomstick. Yes, it calls down the great pyromancy magic and the thunder magic and goes boom, boom. And Jasper's just laughing hysterically as he says this. <laughs> Jasper knows it's all science. <laughs> magic has nothing to do with it. Fio tries to laugh along, but it doesn't work. <laughs> Shall we continue, boys? I, say, I think V should go. Slowly and stealthily, Fio. What? So you guys make your way past the rotting, sorry, you guys make your way through the crates full of rotting food and you come to a stairwell leading up to the next level. So why don't you guys all give me a group stealth check? Oh boy. 12. Seven. (laughs) 10. 19. Thea rolled a 16, actually. So oh, wow. That's pretty, nice. pretty good. Uh, roll for 2-0 now. And 2 got... Uh, he got a 17. Oh, wow. He's a stealthy dog. Stealthy boy. Who she is? Yeah, I'll roll for Master the Cat. Well, he rolled natural one, so... Well, hi. He's Master's a cat. on. <laughs> no, he's, he's pretty quiet. 
So you guys uh, ascend the staircase and you emerge into a room full of filing cabinets, you know, wooden cabinets, just stuffed full of paperwork and files. And uh, I forget who it was. Somebody from a few episodes ago looked into this room um, because this room is immediately adjacent to Mr. Smills' office. That was Aegon, wasn't it? I think it was Aegon. Uh, yeah, I think I was standing next to the door. Yeah, so you immediately recognize this as the record room. So this is where all the, the documents are. But now that you're close, like, can you give me a perception check? Me? All of us? All of you, okay. all of you, yeah. Seven. Oh my god. <laughs> Seven. Well, so, I mean, so, uh, sometimes you're all bad. Hey, guys. Seven. seven. <laughs> nice. Oh, my God. Hey, seven, guys. seven, seven. Wait, seven. <laughs> no. No way. No way. I didn't roll a seven. I'm sorry. I rolled four. <laughs> I rolled Josh, four. Have to, now we can have our listeners, since they hopefully, you know, look at the uh, Facebook feed, actually know the probability of rolling this many sevens out of this many people. Uh, let's see, it's a 1 out of 20, and a 1 out of 20, and a 1 out of 20, and a 1 out of 20. Cheater. And no, there's combinations involved, too. Now, um... Oh, that, no, that is correct, yeah. No, 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 Josh, uh, is... Uh, Tuo will make a perception check, but it's purely smell, so if there's anything that... No, Tuo, Tuo does not going to make a perception check. Why would you be smells donuts? Maybe smells no. is here, so... Okay, okay fine, give, give, me, give me a perception check. What I get? Got a sixteen for smell. Okay, well he's a dog, so he can't communicate what he sees. So thanks for wasting our time, AJ. Yeah, thanks well, a lot, could, AJ. Like, he could like scratch at a thanks door. Thanks a lot. He can <laughs> point. He's a hunting dog, right? He knows yeah. how to point. He's like Doug. Point. <laughs> okay, well, okay, okay. Well, that's a good point. Fine. Maybe he he starts nudging the the cat. No, that's dumb. He's not that smart. He can <laughs> nudge. The thing I was having you guys roll for. Was something only intelligent people, like intelligent creatures, would see. You know, so. it's only a minus. Well, four. the the thing that AJ was trying to say, if something smells out of place, then puppy would point to it. So if it's something that would need to be a sight-based role, then the the then Tua wouldn't do it. But if something smells off, he could point to it. Okay, you know what? That's a good point. He does immediately turn towards a staircase leading to an upper floor. Because the room you guys are in has a uh, a door to the east. Sorry. The room you guys are in has a door to the west that leads to Mr. Smills' library on his main floor and a door to the north that leads to his office, which is where you guys met with him. But then there's also a stairwell on the eastern wall that leads up to his living quarters. Uh, and uh, 2 is very focused on those stairs. Sniffing like around. He, pa- he paws the ground and looks at uh, Theo. Where is it, boy? Is, it, is he trapped in the well? He, no, shakes, no. he shakes his head and continues to point with his nose. He's doing his uh, his bit um, for whenever. He's doing a, a thing that Theo recognizes. He's doing a, a signal for... Oh, There's like for body. finding, yeah, like finding finding people in a fire and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Just a, 
to indicate. It's like, yes, thank you, Janelle. He's doing that. <laughs> Let me see. That, that's, that's what hunting great. dogs do. That's like their. That's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is. He is trying to tell Theo that he smells a body, and it stops you for a second because Theo knows that Tuo is trained to find bodies in a fire. Oh, oh no. Uh, guys, I think there's someone upstairs, and they're not doing too well. Good boy. And he pats his head, and um, he's going to look to Gunnar to see if he wants to go up first, or otherwise uh, Theo would take charge. Uh, I I guess I can. Okay. Well, I was just thinking because uh, the trap down there, I, I just thought. Okay. Ve- uh, very well. I will. Uh, I, I I will lead. Uh, but Gunnar pull, pulls out a short sword because he's like, I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> his short sword is like a, like shaking with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he 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 drops it and he's like, oh crap. Uh uh, you didn't see that. Okay. Uh, up we go. Is it made also, of the metal uh, vibranium? Something I, something I didn't say that I think I should say. It is completely unlit in the home. It's a bad idea to keep your lamps lit when you're gone. So any light in here is something you're going to have to produce. No windows. Although there is enough light coming in from outside, even though it's storming. Um, it's still like five o'clock. So like there's enough light that the entire building is lit by dim light as long as there's a window in the room. Gotcha. So this room with the stairs is pretty dark then unless we open up yeah, the door to the there, office. Yeah, because there are no windows in that room. Okay. Gunner also has dark vision, so... Well, you remember, you also have disadvantage on perception checks. Oh, I have oh, devil yeah. sight, though. <laughs> oh, well, maybe... Aegon, uh, it's, it's, it's a little dark up there for me. Do you think you would mind uh, taking the lead on this one? Can, sorry, can Vez just take one of his lanterns off the wall and light it and keep it low? Uh, sure. Well, would that be... I mean, do we know that that would not attract anything from the outside? If we're going into a room with no windows, nobody can see us. You still makes a good point. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, just... We would just turn it on when we have no windows. Okay. All right. No, I agree. Janelle's smart, Daniel. Smarter than you. That is true. (laughs) That's not Ah. nice. Well, no, I mean, it's true. Just go up there and unlock the damn door. (laughs) Get a room, you guys. Okay, so. (laughs) So who's going up the stairs then? Hey. Hey, Are we all going? Yeah, screw it. We're all going. going Just go. I assume we're going in like a single file file line very carefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who's going first? Aegon, right? Yeah, because I can I can see perfectly in, in the dark. Okay. So Aegon walks up the stairs, and you walk to the upper level, and he sees a massive library straight ahead, and then it extends all the way to your left until it hits the far wall. Like the library on the lower floor looked good. This one is just stuffed full of books. But give me a perception check since you've got Devil's Sight. That is a 17. It looks like these books have not been touched in months. Oh, wow. It looks like the, the path has been trodden 
enough times, like through the room, mm-hmm. but no one has touched the books themselves in months. There's a layer of dust everywhere. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. What do your special eyes see, Aegon? Look, Aegon, look with <laughs> your special eyes. <laughs> My God. <laughs> it would seem that though people have been up here, uh, they haven't been using it for its intended purpose. Interesting, Val. Uh, do you think it is safe to proceed? Do you still feel comfortable leading, or would you like me to take over? And Gun- Gunnar looks reluctant to say that <laughs> last part. Of course, I can I can continue on. Oh, thank good. I mean, oh, good. Um, great. And Aegon will uh, carefully take a step forward into the room. Okay. So when you step further into the room and you look immediately to your left, you can see there is a large, like, double-sized walkway mm-hmm. uh, leading into a, another hallway. And in that hallway, you can see two more doors. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah I'll clarify that. So to clarify for you, Aegon, the library you are in right now does have two windows on the east and west walls that are letting mm-hmm. some of the dim light in. But then to the south, that hallway does not have any windows in it. So it is completely dark. Okay. So that's more for Vez, but... I appreciate worth it. <laughs> yeah, when she sees the light, she'll basically turn the lamp so low that one it doesn't totally go out but it's not really producing enough light to be useful or give their give themselves away yeah so again will continue further into the uh, into the library kind of take a stance outside the hallway just glance it over once or twice make sure that uh, his, his allies are close behind mm-hmm yeah, Master yeah. the Cat uh, weaves his uh, his way through Aegon's uh, legs. So we're like... Yeah, we're, we're right behind Aegon. Shall I move forward and take a look at the doors then? Sure. I... Go ahead. Okay, so, so immediately in front of Aegon, this is a door, correct? Yes, there is a door immediately in front of Aegon when he peers around the uh, large doorway that I talked about that leads into the hallway. Can you take a careful look at it and... Uh, to check, well, I guess, yeah, check for traps. <laughs> yeah, sure. Give me a perception check. That is a 16. Okay. So you go to check out the door, and first you notice it's locked. But then you see a glimmer, like, at the edge of the keyhole. <laughs> and you look into it, and you see there is a needle tucked into the keyhole. And you surmise that if someone were to try to pick the lock without the key, this needle would launch out and lodge into their fingers. <laughs> you don't know what it would do, but it seems <laughs> that picking the lock would have dire circumstances, <laughs> would have a dire consequences. Yeah, I can imagine, though. Just got, just got to say, though, I know Daniel loves <laughs> these kinds of traps. <laughs> This is actually probably my favorite kind of trap, oh just to be gosh. honest. I it's, I think it's specifically because it makes me very angry. Yeah, yeah. Josh, when designing well, dungeons, you get a keyhole 
uh, needle. You get a keyhole needle. <laughs> Everybody gets a keyhole needle. Uh, all right. Well. Yeah. So if you if you if you try to pick it without the key, there is a chance that you will get hit by the trap. And there's no way to disable the needle. Like, can um, we just break the needle off? Could he you pretend can to pick try the to lock? disable it? <laughs> Well, adventure's over. I guess we can't do anything about it. Is there anything like that's sm- like small, but long enough that you could pretend to be picking the lock, but keep yourself so far away that when the needle trap springs, it just springs into nothing because you're far enough away? Yeah, I mean, if you may- if you use your thieves' tools to disable it, it is going to be way easier than it would be to pick the lock. All right, fine. So it'd be so now that you know it, it would be fairly easy to disable it. Uh, Aegon, I, um, I think I can disable it, but uh, I wouldn't mind a little bit of guidance, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Of course, Connor. I wouldn't want you. I would. I would also like to specify, you do know that if you use the key, it wouldn't trigger the trap. Maybe, but we don't have the key. You we do not like- have the key because. So and so isn't here right now. Maybe there's a spare. Maybe. Here, scroll your hand across the top of the the door frame for a spare. (laughs) (laughs) Did anyone? Did did anyone check the mat when we came in? (laughs) (laughs) We came in through the basement. There wasn't a mat. I saw a rock. (laughs) Dang, you guys did the adventure wrong. You missed the key hidden under the rock at the front door. Yeah. Dang it. Uh, while they're working on that, Vez would like to uh, look at the books, not touch anything, but and, and like look at the floor, since uh, Aegon pointed out that people have been using the library but not using the books. So just trying to see where they were walking. Yeah, it was it was more that they walked through the library to get to this hallway. Okay. Although, why don't you give me a perception check, Janelle? Ooh, that was actually a decent one. Let me... So that is 19 plus 2. 21. Okay, you actually do see a book that is set aside from the rest of the books in the library. And you get closer to it, and you see it's covered in the same amount of dust, so it's just as neglected but there's something about it that stands out to you. And you get a little bit closer and you see it, and the title is in gold lettering across the kind of brownish leather uh, like book cover it's in. And the book is titled The Lost Treasure of Anita Kalnish. And you pick it up and just there, there's something about it that interests you. Maybe it's the title, maybe it's the the cool image of the ironclad woman raising her sword above her uh, her foe that you see. But the the book just seems really, really cool. Does it have a key in it? <laughs> yeah. Can she open it? Yeah, you can open it. And there is no key in it. Damn. But there's a needle trap. But... <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say. Yes, there's a needle that flies out of it. But no, you uh, you look, you open it up, and you see the book is heavily annotated. Like whoever owned the book at whatever point had written so many notes 
underlined so many lines and circled so many words that it was just a mess. But kind of cycling through it, you see words like treasure, magic, quest. And you, you think that if you spent a long rest looking through this book, you might unlock a side quest. She kind of glances at them. Are they like really focused on this door? Oh yeah, Aegon is. Is anybody paying Aegon's attention to her? A good look at the door. Yeah, we're a couple of dorks. <laughs> she she'll she'll uh, stash it for later then. Okay. Because it seems like whoever is here now doesn't care about it. Whoever yeah. was here did, but I don't know if anyone would notice it missing now. I don't know. I don't know how obvious this like. Uh, lack of dust square yeah. is going to be. Yeah, I know it's it's hard doing this when it's a, a game like this, but Janelle, you have unlocked a new side quest. Okay. Yay! Yay! Assuming we will make you it put out the of name? Will you type the name out so I can put it in my stuff? Uh, yes. And I'm honestly not sure if I got the pronunciation correct, but uh, whatever I pronounced it as, uh, Kalnish. I think is going to be just what I call it from now on. Okay. But you, you'll you'll see what I mean when I post it. Oh. It's a Lithuanian, so I tried my best. So, Aegon. Yes. Could you give me a little guidance on this one? Of course. If the sovereign wills it, then you will succeed. A- Aegon will cast guidance on Gunner again. Gives me a little kiss on the cheek. Pinch on the rear. Uh, (laughs) No, it's you. Um, So yeah, Gunner's gonna go up to the door, and he sees the needle that Aegon was talking about, and he's going to try and disable it. Okay. Thieves, thieving tools. Use your thieving tools to be a filthy thief. Okay. Well, that was that was a very good roll. That with, with yeah. Well, you don't have to use uh, the guidance for this roll then. Uh, well, I already rolled. Oh, it. okay. <laughs> That's good to know though, uh, for future guidance. But um, yeah, that ends up being like a, a twenty-four. Okay, so with Aegon's help, you're able to use your thieves' tools, and you're able to pull out your the longest tool you have. You go in at just the right angle. And think the little needle shoots out, but like it's like half an inch away from your fingers, just as you planned it. So now, with the trap triggered, you can unlock the door in peace without worrying about triggering the trap. It's been disabled. Yay. Okay, so now I guess I have to try and pick the lock. You would guess correct. Hey, gone. <laughs> like, oh yes, let's do the meta play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got. I mean, I, that's the beauty of guidance. That's right. Okay, but I will not roll the d4 trip? by default. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a cantrip. Oh, I thought it was like a first level spell. I was like, geez, really put out the big guns on these doors, eh? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's, it's also honestly... real, real, real quick. Are are Theo and Jasper on the lower level? Yeah, Fio is waiting for everybody else to go up, so if Jasper hasn't gone okay. up yet. So Fio, Fio and Jasper are on the lower level. Yeah. That seems bad. <laughs> Maybe. I thought you said you'd wait for everybody to come up. We're all up, so wouldn't you follow? 
Well, Jasper has enough. I'm just waiting on whatever Jasper's doing. If he goes up, he'll probably go up. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know that Gunnar would have continued if, if other people were going to stay down. So I, I like the idea of them being down there. Well, Gunnar wouldn't have come be. up if that would have been the case. I, I think it's a little paranoid for Gunnar. I just got to say, I like the idea of them being down there. You know what I'm saying? Just, you uh, smell it when I'm stepping in? Uh, I do, but um, so Nate, what's uh, what, what's Jasper doing then? He's just sitting there thinking. Hey Jasper, there are a lot of books up here. You want to help me look through them? Jasper is oh. no longer thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jasper and Theo are in the upper floor as well, right? Yeah, probably. Yes. Okay, just wanted to double check for uh, for reasons. Yeah. Um. Okay, so yeah, here we go. Okay, so by itself, that's pretty good. So I'm not going to use the guidance yet. So that is an 18. Okay. So yeah, you're able to unlock the door and it swings open. And immediately you are hit with a stench. The smell of rotting flesh. And you peek into the room and inside the room there is a pile of burned bodies. Oh my god. Probably about ten of them. Oh wow. Just thrown on the floor and laying there. Are are any of, I mean, it's kind of gross, but are any of them good enough to identify? Why don't you give me a perception check as you uh, step forward and carefully begin to examine them. Does this room have a window? This room does not have a window. I'll turn on the lamp in there then and, like, try not to throw up. <laughs> okay, well, Gutter didn't roll very well. He got a six. So he's like, well, oh, I can't but recognize any of them. Guidance. You- oh, also, but you I did, do. you did not roll with disadvantage, right? Because Vez has the, the lamp in here? Yeah. Okay. Well, if she's in here, she'll poke around too. Okay, why don't you give me a perception check as well? Well, yeah, because Gunner's going to move out of the way because he might want... Well, honestly, he'll probably want Aegon to look at him more than anyone. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, yeah. She rolled a 16. Okay, so you're looking through the bodies and they look like they were burned and then kind of began to rot after they were burned, but... Every single one of the bodies looks like it was killed before it was burned. Stab wound, axe to the head, sword to the stomach. They were all killed ahead of time. But you also see these metallic wires that have been woven through their bodies post-mortem. Looks like it was done after they were killed, but then they were just thrown in here. A lot of the wires are kind of hanging out, like weird lengths. Some of them are completely unconnected. It almost looks like it was, I don't know, done as... It looks like it was done after they were killed. So like training sessions for later on. I I think uh, I think Gunnar wants to try and usher Master the Cat into the room just so that hopefully he can keep Master in there long enough to where he feels pretty confident that Lady Hecate 
it has a chance to see this. All right, so Mass the Cat trots his way into the room and kind of like looks at the bodies distastefully, but he's a cat, so it doesn't really bother him too much. He just has this aura of disdain as he trots around, and he, he's just looking at the bodies, and then suddenly he stiffens, and Tuo, next to Theo, begins to growl. A deep, threatening growl. What is it, boy? And then Jasper. Jasper feels something pushing into his brain. He feels a sending spell. He feels someone sending a magical message his way. And it kind of pushes its way into its head. And he, he hears Lady Hecate's voice. And it says, he knows. <gasps> Run. <gasps> Time to take the gun and go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just take that gun. <laughs> it's boom, boom, fire stick. And Theo feels a slight gust of wind from the stairwell that he's standing nearby. Like there's a slight gust of wind that comes up towards him. And he hears, you know, it's rude to break into someone's house without an invitation. <gasps> and then a bright light illuminates the stairwell <laughs> and the figure standing at the base of the stairs. hope you enjoyed this episode if you did share it and our other episodes with your friends family and co-workers your boss if you're daring visit our website to find your copy of a DD quick starter guide and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description there we discuss episodes dungeons and dragons and stem topics that we all love thanks again for listening we can't wait to see you here at applied dungeoneering some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net. The songs Throne Room and Weirder Things 2 are from Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0. creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by dash nc dash nd slash 4.0.